0: Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. And welcome everyone in to another edition of the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, Monday edition. Clayton Harris, alongside Coach James Dickinson. How's it going, Coach?
1: Doing great. Blake. How you doing today?
0: Try that again, Coach. How you doing? Doing
1: great. Blake. Beautiful ball, isn't it? Outside, it's beautiful weather out there.
0: It really is. It really, really is. Doing good. Doing good. Uh, Drake Colley uh, on vacation. Well-deserved vacation.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, The eight ball has to take a break.
0: Eight ball has been on fire. He has, yeah. Golly, we will have a Magic Eight Ball pick that was sent in to us uh, from the beach that we'll give out later in the show. Uh, But, Coach, uh, a big weekend uh, in football. You uh, were down in Tuscaloosa with Drake uh, for homecoming.
1: Yeah, we traveled down there, uh, Maverick and myself, and uh, got down on Saturday morning and had a great uh, Saturday evening. Watched a – you know – Good defensive night for Alabama that evening. They they pretty much shut down Rodgers and company over there. But I'm a little concerned with the offense, though. So we we didn't run the ball for you know, a total of about 36 yards worth of rush def- offense that night.
0: Yeah, uh, not a whole lot of uh, rushing yards for Alabama. But as you mentioned, defense played much better, which has got to be encouraging. Uh, some scores from around the SEC over the weekend. Tennessee beat UT Martin sixty-five to twenty-four. Uh, it was homecoming for the Vols, uh, and they were able to take care of business. Uh, down uh, in Baton Rouge, it was LSU defeating the undefeated Ole Miss Rebels forty-five to twenty in a game that LSU scored twenty-eight unanswered points in the second half to beat as I mentioned, the uh, undefeated Rebels.
1: And the game started that like, you was watching it, and you thought, oh, no, Ole Miss is fixing to run LSU out of the house like Tennessee did, but hold on, LSU come back and and won the game.
0: Yeah, LSU definitely responded, give them credit. So that's going to set up, um, you know, a big game in a couple of weeks down in Baton Rouge to an Alabama and LSU. Ole Miss still has a lot to play for. Uh, They host Alabama in Oxford in early November. Uh, in Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, it was the Tigers defeating Vanderbilt 17-14. to uh, South Carolina in Columbia gets a big win over Texas A&M 30-24, and they are not happy in College Station, Texas, Coach.
1: No, they, they're they real upset with Mr. Fisher, Coach Fisher, Jimbo. Uh, unhappy folks in uh, Texas A&M. You know, talking about buyout, what it would cost to buy them out. And so the unhappy Aggie fans right now.
0: Well, Kane said that I'm, I blame them for as much as they're paying him. Other scores from the top 25, it was Ohio State hosting Iowa. The Buckeyes won 54 to 10. Clemson defeated a undefeated Syracuse team at home 27 to 21. It was Cincinnati defeating SMU 29 27. It was Oregon beating undefeated UCLA 45 to 30.
1: What about Bo Nix throwing five touchdown passes in that game?
0: I tell you, he has played so much better since since, the, the, since that first game of the season against Georgia. He he looked like the Bo Nix that we saw a few years at Auburn. Um, man, much better.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. And you, and you, uh, you look at the stats on it, uh, he threw five touchdown passes but only had 225 yards worth of passing.
0: Well, Oregon is definitely playing much better football than – uh, they were at the beginning of the year and beating UCLA who was undefeated, ranked number nine in the country.
1: And you know, if they go if they play went out at one loss against the number one uh, uh Georgia Bulldogs, you know, they could get back in the mix of the playoffs.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, because there were several teams in front of them that as we mentioned, number seven, Ole Miss going down. Um, other top twenty-five scores, it was Oklahoma State defeating Texas forty one to thirty-four. It was Wake Forest over Boston College, forty-three to fifteen. Number twenty-five, Tulane beats Memphis, thirty-eight to twenty-eight. Penn State forty-five to seventeen over Minnesota. And TCU coach out of the Big Twelve, they stay perfect. They win thirty-eight to twenty-eight over Kansas State. So TCU, a team to keep an eye on there in the it Big is. twelve.
1: They was down eighteen points and rallied back and won the game. They did. They did. That's amazing.
0: You know Gary Patterson, uh, former coach there, retired and is. Uh, uh, they're now under uh, first-year head coach. Is it Sunny Dykes? Sunny Dykes. So, very interesting, coach. Uh, over the weekend, we had some high school football as well. Columbia Central was off, but we did have a game up the road in Spring Hill uh, that saw Mount Pleasant come to town and defeat the 5A Raiders twenty-four to nothing. A shutout. It was seventeen nothing at the end of the first quarter. I know, right? Uh, and then not a whole lot, more, not a whole lot more scoring was done until I think a fourth quarter touchdown by Mount Pleasant that uh, put the game away. But uh, your, your thoughts on that on, on that game?
1: You know, it's amazing that Mount Pleasant's got a pretty good football team. They do they we they played do. them early in the season? Very good team, and it was a close game. When we Central and Mount Pleasant played really truly, and uh, Mount Pleasant, I think, goes. To the you know second third possible fourth round of playoffs this year and Spring Hill of course they winless this, this season so far.
0: Yeah, that puts them at zero and nine for the year. I think Mount Pleasant that makes them seven and one. Uh, they only played nine regular season games. They got Chapel Hill this Friday night. Forest High School down in Mount Pleasant. We will uh, cover that game on one hundred one point seven WKOM. And then on 103.7, as you mentioned before, the Spring Hill Raiders, they're going to come to Columbia to take on the Lions. Uh, Both teams out of playoff contention and trying to end the year uh, with a win. Uh, Mount Pleasant – I'm sorry, Spring Hill has not beaten Columbia since the fall of 2003.
1: Wow. And it's homecoming at Central this Friday night too. It
0: is. Mm -hmm. Don't see that very often.
1: No, you don't. Uh, Last game of the season, homecoming.
0: So that will – should be a big crowd there for that one. Uh, Should be an exciting game. Uh, Any thoughts uh, on on what to expect or what we can see?
1: Uh, It's going to be an exciting game. I think Columbia Central will uh, find its way Friday night. I think Columbia's got way too much talent. And uh, I think Columbia wins this game by a big margin.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I, You know – Depends on which team shows up, you know it, it, You just don't ever know in these rivalry Games, they they always can be close Just don't know what to Expect, right, just don't, don't Know what to expect, so Anyways, we're going to take our First break here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, and uh, when we come Back, we'll get into a little NFL talk uh, Titans with the big win yesterday Over the Colts We'll take a quick commercial break and be Back right after this
3: Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977.
4: My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm the Republican-endorsed candidate for Columbia City Mayor. Columbia is home, and there's no other place like it, and the city itself is special. But what makes us great are our people, and of course, we've known this all along. Now, the world has taken notice, and everyone wants to move here, so it needs to be protected. And that's why I'm running for mayor, and I'm asking for your vote. We need to control growth and make growth pay for itself. We need to keep Columbia free and open, protecting our small businesses and churches from unnecessary mandates. We need to keep Columbia safe by hiring and maintaining the best police and fire in the state. And we need an economy that works for everyone in a city and a county that works together. There's no time to waste. The future of Columbia is in our hands. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm asking for your vote for Columbia City Mayor.
5: Paid for
2: by
6: the committee to elect Debbie Matthews Mayor, Ken MacArthur, Treasurer.
9: Thank <sharp inhale>
10: asking for your vote in the upcoming city election. Over the last four years, we've accomplished a lot together. We've seen record-breaking job creation and investment. We've made infrastructure improvements during a time of unprecedented growth. We've led reasonably and responsibly, even during difficult times. And we've maintained our momentum while keeping that Columbia charm. But we're just getting started. There's more left to do. Let's be proud of our growing community while working to grow responsibly by ensuring growth is paying for itself. Let's continue with infrastructure improvements so we remain well-positioned for the future. Let's keep investing in our public safety and law enforcement communities so that we can remain a safe community. And let's continue to unite behind a common cause of wanting our community to be the very best it can be when it comes to living, working, and raising a family. I'm Chaz Mulder. I'm proud to be your mayor, and I would be honored to have your vote.
5: Committee to reelect Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tina Adams Treasurer.
0: Front Porch Sports Radio Hour Monday Edition. Drake Colley on vacation,
1: down on the Gulf. But Drake's having a good time. Drake has a good time anywhere he's at. He's just that type of guy. I think you're right. I know.
0: He has sent us a Magic Eight Ball pick for also. tonight. It's a Monday Night Football game between the Bears and the Patriots. And speaking of the NFL, uh, yesterday, uh, some scores from some ball games. Obviously, last Thursday, we had the uh, Thursday night game of the week between the Cardinals and the New Orleans Saints. Arizona got that 42-34 to win over New Orleans. Yesterday, it was the Bengals defeating the Falcons, 35-17. Uh, Cowboys uh, with Dak Prescott back. Uh, in his first game, they win twenty-four to six. Titans at home get a big AFC South win over the Colts, nineteen to ten. You know the Titans; it's never really pretty, coach. Never, but but they just they find a way to get it done.
1: It's called Derrick Henry giving the ball.
0: Derrick Henry with another uh, over a hundred yard game rushing. I tell you, the, the next two scores, it's just unbelievable what's going on with these two teams. The commanders beat Green Bay twenty three twenty one, making Green Bay three and four on the year.
1: Can you say we'll not make the playoffs now?
0: Carolina Panthers defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twenty one to three, dominated
1: the whole game twenty one to three. It's unreal.
0: Tampa Bay now three and four on the season. What's going on with them, coach?
1: They lost a the mojo. I think. I think Tom Brady is. Uh,
0: Something's not right with Brady.
1: It's it's not, and it could be due to the divorce. It could be, yeah. That would weigh heavy on anybody, I guess. You know, where did the divorce come from? Is it because it, it, he came back and played one it, more year? You would
0: have to assume it has to. It's, it's it's all hearsay at this point. It's you know, but you would have to assume. And I mean, if you're Tom Brady and you're looking at it, you're, you're thinking, you know, you're, I'm going through a divorce. To continue to play a game where we just got beat by the Carolina Panthers 21-3. Mm. That's a tough
1: one. The Panthers got two wins.
0: The New York Giants, I'm telling you, they continue to win football games. They go on the road and defeat Jacksonville 23-17. That puts the uh, Giants at 6-1 and one on the season. And leaders in the NFC East.
1: That's a heck of a race in the NFC East. You got Eagles six and zero, Giants six and one, in Dallas five and two, and then Washington has a win yesterday, three and four now.
0: Yeah I, guess, yeah, I guess Philly is in the East, so yeah, yeah. They're, they're the leaders. But Brian Dayball, what a job he's done at New York! It's just incredible. Uh, it was the Ravens defeating Cleveland yesterday, twenty three to twenty. The Jets, as uh, you mentioned during the break, they got the win over Denver 16-9. It was the Las Vegas Raiders defeating the uh, Houston Texans 38-20. Seahawks go on the road and defeat the Chargers 37-23. In uh, yesterday's afternoon game, it was the Chiefs pulling away from the 49ers in the second half. Uh, They went on to a 44-23 victory. And then last night on Sunday Night Football, it was the Dolphins beating the Steelers 16-10 to um, in a game where you saw Tua tonga make his return, and Kenny Pickett got the start for the Steelers.
1: Most of the points scored in the first half. Yeah. Matter of fact, the uh, first half of the game, was just, you thought, wow, Miami fixing to blow them off the field, and all of a sudden, third and fourth quarter, there was no offense either side. Kind of like a Thursday night game.
0: Yeah, it really was. It just uh not not a whole lot of points after that first half.
1: Listen to NFC South. Okay. Buccaneers three and four, Falcons three and four, Panthers two and five, Saints two and five. God. You got look at this. You got eleven wins total with out of four teams, and you got like fifteen losses.
0: So Tampa Bay, I mean, obviously they, they still control their own destiny. They do. All they gotta do is win their conference and they're in the playoffs.
1: And you know, When the smoke clears, they're liable to finish the season with six, seven wins and win the conference.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. they they got to improve. I mean, it's not like – Drake mentions it all the time. I mean, it's not like they're missing anybody on offense that's really, you know, a big difference maker. they got everybody healthy. They're just not playing well. No. And um, a lot of it goes back uh, to the offense, the offensive line, and uh, Tom Brady at at quarterback. Well,
1: well, Tampa Bay – Buccaneers have scored a total of in seven games, 124 points, and gave up 124 points. So
0: it's kind of been
1: both sides of the ball bad. Fifty fifty year mm-hmm. for them. Yep. Oh yeah, it's amazing.
0: It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds
1: in the NFC North. Now Minnesota Vikings are five and one. Packers are three and four. The Bears, the Bears are two and four. And of course, Detroit has one lonely win—one in five. Detroit's bad. They are.
0: They are. They. They are bad. They are not very good. Speaking of not very good, Yankees just could not get anything done here in the AL uh, ALCS.
1: Well, it looked promising the first uh,
0: first inning. First inning. Yeah, first inning. Two to nothing. Yeah,
1: scored two runs.
0: A Little momentum early, mm-hmm. but then came the Astros.
1: When the two runs were scored in the first inning, I thought, well, the over looks good. Over was six and a half last night, total runs. And so they both was able to get some runs across the plate, and the over hit last night.
0: So, yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. It did. uh, Six and a half runs, I think, was the total. Uh, But your World Series matchup is going to be the Houston Astros hosting the Philadelphia Phillies, who – uh, was a, who was a winner yesterday over the Padres, and uh, so now you got the uh, you got the World Series set. This is the fourth World Series in six years for the Houston Astros.
1: That's amazing. That, that is amazing. That is. Philadelphia hadn't been in some many years, right?
0: Yeah, it's been a while, um, mm-hmm. but. You know, they're playing with a lot of momentum right
1: now. Well, if you're a fan of, of the Philadelphia area, you're having the best of both worlds on there. The, the Eagles are undefeated, and the Phillies are playing in the World Series. So that's pretty doggone good for Philadelphia folks. It best is. of both worlds.
0: It is. It is. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, kind of where we're at right now. Uh, we have, as I mentioned, uh, we got some college games coming up this week. Uh, we'll go over those. Uh, and also, uh, we'll have a Monday night game and a Magic 8 ball pick coming up here in just a little bit uh, as uh, we are up against our next break here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. And when we come back, we'll talk about the Bears and the Patriots and uh, we'll get into uh, what we got lined up the rest of the week here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. We'll be back right after this. <laughs>
3: Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. 77.
6: Let's talk custom design jewelry.
10: Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee.
0: And welcome back to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, Monday edition. Coming to you live from beautiful West Seventh Street in downtown Columbia, here at the WKOM WKRM studios. Looking out the front window, Coach. Beautiful day.
1: Uh, you can't you can't uh, ask for prettier day than day is. Okay, and guess what? Still got high school players practicing football right now. So that's that's a great day for the kids out there practicing football.
0: It is. This is the final week of TWSWA high school football before the playoffs begin, uh, which will be the first Friday in November.
1: Yeah, that's a fun time of year. If you, it is. If you're a coach or a player, even even faculty at a school that, that's got a real good football team, playoffs is is a sacred time for these kids. It's a lot of fun. Well,
0: Practice. there's only gonna be one team in our area, maybe two Columbia academy uh speaking of scores last week, they lost uh at home to Clarksville Academy. They had an early fourteen nothing lead in that ball game and ended up losing by a touchdown, I believe at the end of the game right. forty it was. was it forty two thirty five something like that yeah something like that uh so they're in a situation now where they traveled to Grace Christian in Franklin on Friday. Uh, and they'll they'll have to get a win. A it's must like, win. It's a must win situation for both teams. So it's really like like a playoff game itself. It is. Uh, the the team that wins this game Friday will advance to the first round of the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, it's a big game for the Bulldogs and uh, their first year head coach Seth Anderson.
1: Right. It's it's a must win for Columbia Academy to make the playoffs. But it's kind of strange that you could win uh what two two uh region games and get in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, Columbia Academy right now, I believe, is sitting at three wins and five losses. Right. So yeah, um, you know is it, they're they're in Division Two, uh, totally different situation. You know they're in the private school sector. So
1: and the team that finished first and second in that region gets biased first got rounds.
0: So really, it's the, the top six, the top six teams in, right. in that region make it. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Well, they're in Division Two, Class Single A, and they're in the middle division. So, um, good luck to the Bulldogs this uh, Friday night as they travel up the
1: road to uh, Leapers Fork. Speaking of that, in-, in tomorrow when they do the classifications? Uh,
0: there, no, there, there was talk. I don't think the meeting is tomorrow. They actually, uh, after I, I talked to Chris Yao this morning, who uh, they've been talking about this and they've been awaiting the publish. Uh, uh, this, as soon as it comes out, I believe it's going to be released in November. It's okay. The second week in November. Uh, and if you're wondering what he's talking about, uh, a couple of weeks ago, all the schools back in September had to turn in their enrollment numbers to the TSSAA for classification for the 2023-2024 school years. Uh, and that, uh, those numbers were released last week or two weeks ago showing where everyone was classified, whether it be a 6A, 5A. For example, Columbia, uh, their numbers, I believe, came in at 1486, which left them in 5A. Um, Columbia Academy, I believe they were at 265. They're the largest single-A school in Division two, single-A.
1: Wow. And their next move I, are there?
0: Seven, stu- seven students from going double-A.
1: Wow. And so double-A will put them in the uh, region of with who? Lipscomb. Wow!
0: If you've heard of them, you've heard of them. Everybody heard of <laughs> yeah. Lipscomb. So, Trent Delfer. So they, they 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 missed the cut by seven students. So they're going to stay single A. Uh, teams like Lawrence County, they're moving up to five A. Uh, Mount Pleasant well, they'll stay double A. Richland, well, if you
1: had Lawrence County, that's what you want anyway, right? Richland
0: it's, moves down the single A. To one A. Yeah, and but they're probably going to get replaced in that region. And like like you mentioned, we won't know this until the second week of November. But they're liable to get replaced by Fayetteville, who's moving up from single A to double A. Well, wow. so it'll be—it's it, going to be interesting. You know, there's talk that Columbia could be in a region with Lawrence County, Lincoln, Franklin, Shelbyville, Tallahoma. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting.
1: It'll be like the old District Eight where it was in years ago. Correct. The, the uh, travel is, is not bad. Nowhere you go. And Lawrence County, i sure you'd rather be in the 5A classification they would be in the 4A where they are now.
0: Yeah, a lot of travel in the Oh, 4A. a ton of travel. Yeah, uh, I think Marshall County may be the closest team in their region. It is. So, th- yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see where it all falls out. Spring Hill, they're going to stay 5A. Shevilleville is going to move down the 5A from 6A. Summit's going to stay up in 6A. Uh, Green Hill, Coach, they're moving up to 6A from 5A along with Mount Juliet. Two teams up in that area that are going to be moving down will be Beach and Hendersonville and other teams locally. And
1: Beach is a real good this year.
0: Oh, they're very good in 6A, correct? Yeah, one loss. Yeah, they're, they're very good. So they're probably going to come back in the 5A and look to dominate like they did before. Uh, a couple of teams locally that have, that are going to be moving down the 5A that I found interesting was Centennial and Dixon County. Dixon County, a rival of Columbia. Uh, they played each other, I believe for. Since 1976. Yeah. Maybe close to 50 consecutive, 51 or 52 consecutive games against each other. They moved down the 5A. So, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the cut where, where the cutoffs at, who goes where. If you look on a map geographically, north of eight forty, you got Nolensville and Page and Centennial and Dixon County. uh Spring Hills right there around that border.
1: What about Overton?
0: Overton's five a. Hillsboro is five a. Mm. So, yeah, I mean that that there's a region right there. Possibly it is. Yeah. If you look at the region where Green Hill, Mount Juliet, White County where those uh, Station Camp, who's going to 4A, there's seven teams in that region. Only two are going to be remaining 5A teams when this is said and done. Only two. Only two. So that means everybody else is either moving up or they're moving down.
1: Which two are going to be 5As?
0: The two that are going to hang in there are Hillsboro and uh, –
1: Wilson Central.
0: No, 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 they're going to be 6A. I'd have to look. but I know there's only two out of that region – uh, that are only going remain, to remain in 5A. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see where it all shakes out. But uh, I, I'm encouraged that maybe some of these old rivalries are going to come back again, like you mentioned in that former uh, District 8.
1: Yeah, that, that was some tremendously good rival football out there. You, you was coaching out there with with us. And the, some of the Tullahoma games, Shovelville games, wasn't nothing like them. It was cr- big crowds, close scores, exciting. So it was a lot of fun.
0: And a lot of these kids are playing each other against these towns right now in youth football. Oh, yeah. And you're, you're playing the Shebavilles and the Franklin counties and, uh, the Telahomas. So they're already familiar with these, uh, teams. And, you know, uh, depending on how many re- region teams you have in your region depends on, is going to tell you how many non-conference games you're going to have to schedule. So and
1: that's going to be interesting because it is. when you, when you had the meeting, you know, all the coaches sitting in a big room and you're scrambling trying to find, find somebody, non-region opponents. And you want to – and as a coach, you want to – you know, as me, I'd want somebody close that we have a big gate. But some coaches like to go to Kentucky or somewhere like that play a game.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, if, if Columbia and Spring Hill aren't in the same region, you'd have to assume that game's going to continue. Uh, Dixon County – that game's going to continue. There's two right
1: there. What about the Mount Pleasant and Central right? uh, You think it will be re- reunited at the end of the season?
0: You know, I, I, that's a good question. I, I think – well, I mean, here's the question you got to ask yourself. How much does that gate money mean to your program?
1: Uh, right you now, know, wait, the the I mean? money is in schools, it means a ton. And we was there for the Mount Pleasant both games in Mount Pleasant year before last this season it was an electrifying atmosphere it was good for our town our, our county
0: yeah what we saw uh, last year down there at Mount Pleasant what we saw this year at Lindsay Nelson Stadium was unbelievable
1: uh we had Alabama in band
0: we did uh, there's so many positives about it now you know look Mount Pleasant's got one of the best teams uh, that they've had in recent memory yeah Columbia one of its, uh, we've had better teams in recent memory, uh, and they still won by two touchdowns. So, you know, but you look at what Mount Pleasant did Friday, they go up to Spring Hill, they play a five, a school in Spring Hill and they beat them 24 to nothing. So, Shut them out. You know, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think, uh, for everything I've gathered talking to the Columbia coaches, I think they would still play it, um you know, ultimately it's going to come down to, you know, what, what does the administration and the coaches in Mount Pleasant want to do? And, you know, it's, um, it's a lot to think about.
1: And Mount Pleasant is a predominantly the football team this season.
0: Yeah, they are. I mean, um, the receiver, the Brown kid who uh, got injured, I think he was a senior. But uh, you got Nick Brown, quarterback, who's just a junior. Yeah. He'll be returning next year.
1: And they got a ton of talent coming from the middle school.
0: There's some, yes.
1: That quarterback, uh,
0: J.P. Easterling. Yeah, he was tremendously good. Yeah, very good, very good Mm -hmm. player, very good player. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I don't know. I I hope it's played. Me too. I think you'll still see Columbia and Marshall County. I think so too. I think that that to me that's a big game. Uh, against a neighboring county a big gate big Uh, game now giles county columbia after this year and that game not sure what's going to happen there
1: well that that rivalry goes for a few years then goes away from several years and then all of a sudden it comes back and so i don't think it's the uh i think it's good to play giles county it's it's south of us and they bring a decent crowd when they come we bring a big crowd but i think it's anytime you can stay within a 45-minute drive bus ride, I think it needs to be played.
0: Well, I there's, there's a game I think that – I haven't mentioned this to any of the coaches, but I think this would be a great game, and I think they would play it. You know, Lewis County plays Spring Hill, which is a 5A school in the regular season. Oh, yeah. They hosted Spring Hill this year. Mm-hmm. How about what, – what about a Columbia-Lewis County game where Coach Bobby Sharp goes back and coaches a team – in a stadium that's named after him,
1: that'd be awesome.
0: That would be unbelievable. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'd like to see, eventually, the Columbia Academy and Central game.
0: I think, uh, I, you know, I think that's going to be a couple of years down the road. But mm-hmm. I, th- I, you know, I have hope that that will happen too. Me too. I think that would be a great game.
1: I mean, it's would it's a, be a a big gate, a lot of excitement for the community. That's what the community needs. This ton of excitement about football. And basketball and stuff like that.
0: Well, I tell you, another old rivalry was uh, Columbia and Franklin High School.
1: Poor Franklin hadn't won a game in two years, have they?
0: Put them on the schedule.
1: Yeah, most definitely.
0: You know, they want to play, we'll play. Mm. You know, uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, that, you know, if there's six teams in your region, obviously you're going to have to look for five non-conference games. And if you got seven, you're looking for four. So... Uh, we're pretty sure that we know that two of the five, if there's six, will be Spring Hill and Dixon County. Uh, Mount Pleasant going to be questionable. And then Marshall County, pretty sure about that one. So you're looking at maybe one or two, uh, maybe new opponent. You're, you're definitely not going to play Green Hill anymore. No. You know, there, there's
1: just no – There wasn't no rhyme or reason why that game was scheduled.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not I, – I, I'm not sure I, you know, I I think maybe the thought was, they're a new school, we can get a win there. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you've known Columbia's history with new schools, we tend to give them their first wins. It seems like I know summit, summit independence uh, when they first opened. So, um, yeah, it didn't really work out. We had some really good battles with green Hill over the last two years, but, uh, just never, never really worked out in our favor. So I doubt we see them back on the schedule.
1: It's a nightmare to get a bus well, there I, yeah, on Friday I mean, night. Who wants to go up
0: Hill. there and play? I mean, you you want, like you said, you want to keep it within about forty five minutes or so, and, and have those old, you know, those rivalry games where you you, Lewis County is going to travel. You know what I mean? Mount Pleasant is going to travel. Those teams at Marshall County is going to travel. Uh, those are the kind of games that you want uh, to have your non-conference games in. Coach, we got about 10 minutes left here. I mentioned this uh, that we were going to talk about. A big congratulations to the Cullioka Lady Warriors soccer team. Uh, over the weekend, they played a sectional game at Cullioka against Adamsville. Uh, it was 0-0 zero to zero at the half, and the Lady Warriors came out and scored four uh, goals in the second half to win 4-0. Uh, Addison Massey, I believe, had – a hat trick in the second, the that's second half. That's great. Uh, and just a freshman. So I'm excited for yeah. the
1: Cully girls volleyball, team. I mean not volleyball, but soccer team. Uh, it's good for the community. We keep, I, I'm a community, community kind of guy, but that's, that's awesome. Big victory down there Saturday night or Friday night, was it? It was Saturday. Saturday night. Uh, did you go by there or anything? I did. I heard I there's a big crowd I, Yeah,
0: there. I was there the second half. And it, you know, the thing about where those lights are at on that field, everything else is dark. Oh, so, yes. so so you know, the game is where the spotlight's at. So it's kind of hard to see people, but, yes, there's tons of people there. Um, it was really neat um, to, to see that. And now they move on to Chattanooga where they are one of eight um, single-A teams, and they will take on Crosstown, which is a charter school uh, out of Memphis, uh, on Wednesday at 11 o'clock Eastern time. So that's 10 o'clock Central time. And um that's who they'll play. And if they were to advance, they'll play the winner of Merrill Hyde and Alcoa.
1: Wow. You win too, you can play for the championship.
0: State championship game yep. will be held Saturday. So you'll have an off day on Friday. So that will be a um, that that will be interesting. So ten o'clock Wednesday. If you win that one, it's three o'clock on Thursday. And if you win that one. Uh, you play Saturday in the state championship game in Chattanooga.
1: A big cr- congratulations to the Cullioca girls soccer team.
0: Yeah, and, and their coaches, Jeff, Jeff Williams and uh, Derek
1: Atkinson. Maybe we can get one of them up here one evening. That would be great. Let's, let's work on that.
0: Especially, uh, yes, that, that, that would be fantastic. So uh, a big shout-out and congratulations to them. If you want to help them, uh, cause it is, it does cost, you know, they're going to have to go over there. You can go to the Kalioka athletic booster page on Facebook and, uh, you'll see, uh, ways you can contribute on there and they, they would be much appreciated. So yeah, congratulations to them and, uh, best of luck. And hopefully, uh, they come back with a state title.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: And we will keep people updated on that, uh, when we are back on Thursday and this Friday. So looking ahead, uh, here in the final few moments, uh, towards this week in college football, uh, Virginia Tech will go to NC State Thursday night. Uh, NC State's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, another Thursday night game is uh, Louisiana Lafayette. They'll travel at Southern Miss. Southern Miss, a one-point favorite. And a uh, Pac-12 game between Washington State. They will host Utah, Utah, a eight-point favorite. This Friday night, East Carolina travels to BYU Louisiana Tech will travel to Florida International. Those are your two Friday night games. And then this Saturday, uh, you have Boston College at Connecticut. You have Miami of Ohio at Akron. TCU will go on the road to West Virginia. TCU a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. That that should, that should might be a pretty good game, Coach. Should be. West Virginia's got a pretty hostile atmosphere to play in.
1: But they're not real good. They're not. They're, no. the,
0: JT Daniels. Three games. Yeah, they just not three, very good. No. Uh, Georgia Tech, they'll go on the road to Florida State. Uh, Florida State, a 22.5-point favorite. Penn State will host Ohio State. That'll be an 11 o'clock kickoff on Fox. Man, Ohio State, a 15.5-point favorite on the
1: road. It's a wideout, too.
0: It is. Yes, it is. Uh, also at 11 o'clock, Notre Dame travels to uh, Syracuse. Syracuse is a 2.5-point favorite. You have Oklahoma, a 1-point favorite on the road at Iowa State. Arkansas will go to Auburn, Arkansas, a four point favorite.
1: That's, that's unheard
0: of. It is. It's a little, little low, which makes you think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Miami goes to Virginia. It's going to be Rutgers at Minnesota. Illinois goes to Nebraska. Wake Forest at Louisville. You have Northwestern going to Iowa. Oregon will go on the road to Cal. Uh, You have SMU at Tulsa. Oklahoma State travels to Kansas State. Uh, Florida, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party uh, in Georgia will meet in Jacksonville. That'll be a two thirty CBS game. What do you think the spread is on that game? 15-and-a-half. Georgia is a 22-and-a-half point favorite. 22-and-a-half point That's a lot of points, man, in a rivalry game. It is. Does that say more about Georgia or Florida? Georgia. Yeah. Dominant. So 22 and a half point favorite coach mentioned this game earlier. Missouri travels to South Carolina. The Gamecocks a five point favorite at home, Tennessee, six o'clock ESPN kickoff. You can hear that on one Oh three point seven WKRM. The volunteers will be hosting the Wildcats of Kentucky, Tennessee. What do you think that spread is? Uh, probably 16,
1: 17. Tennessee
0: is a 12 and a half point favor. Wow. That seems a little low. It is no, low, yeah. Seems a little low. Mhm. Be careful. You got to be careful with some of these games. You
1: know, I I think Tennessee will win it by 25 30 points. That's
0: what I'm saying. Their offense is
1: in such a, of a rhythm and and yeah, I agree. And Kentucky's offense is not a fast-scoring offense by no means. So I don't know. It's it's a, something a, like a trap game.
0: I don't disagree with you. Uh, some other games that evening: USC on the road at Arizona, Colorado State will go to Boise, Arizona State at Colorado, Baylor at Texas Tech, Ole Miss goes to College Station where the Aggies are just desperate for a win. Ole Miss a two and a half point favorite in College Station.
1: You know, I'd probably if I was setting them up, I'd probably be a picket game myself because uh, I don't know how Ole Miss going to respond after that loss Saturday. And A and M lost Saturday too. So uh, Jimbo Fisher, if he don't find a way to beat Ole Miss, his contract will be bought out Sunday morning. No, I, I they're unhappy with him.
0: I don't disagree. I th- I think it could be troubling times for Jimbo. Uh, some games on the West Coast uh, later that evening. Or actually, we got one on the East Coast. You got Pittsburgh at North Carolina. Uh, then San Diego State is at Fresno State. NTSU travels out to UTEP. Stanford will go on the road and play UCLA, and San Jose State will host Nevada. So that is your college games for this upcoming weekend. As we mentioned, we got World Series that will be starting up here in the next couple of days between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. Uh, games this week: High school locally. Coach, we mentioned our game of the week will be at Chapel, or I'm sorry, at Mount Pleasant, as they host Chapel Hill Friday night. You can hear that on 101.7 WKOM, and then Columbia football uh, coverage on WKRM 103.7 this Friday night as they host the Spring Hill Raiders to close out the 2022
1: season. And the big thing right now: If you had to put it on a piece of paper and write it down, who makes the playoffs in the college ranks this year? Right now? Right now.
0: Who? Uh, well, Ohio State probably because they don't play anybody. Uh, it would be either Ohio State or Michigan. Uh, then uh, in the SEC, man, it's going to come down to that Tennessee-Georgia game and who goes on to, to, to play more than likely in a one-loss Alabama team. So it's going to be two of those three teams. And that's so
1: many scenarios to it. What if Ohio State gets beat at Happy Valley Saturday? And then what if – Ohio State beat Michigan, and all three of them has got one loss apiece. It's going to be complicated this year. It's going to be a mess. It is. And,
0: as, you know, I heard a lot of talk from Tennessee fans that, you know, maybe we just lose the Georgia game and then we end the season with one loss and still make the playoffs. I don't know if you can afford to do that. I don't think so either. I think you need to be in that title game undefeated. And if you make it there undefeated, I think you're in. Unless you just get blown out, I think you're in. You know, even if you lose a close game to Alabama, I think you're in. I do too. I think both teams will get in, so – I tell you, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Can't wait to see how it all ends. But uh, we uh, we will be here to cover it for you here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour.
1: What about the pick tonight?
0: That's it. The Magic Eight Ball pick tonight: Bears at New England. Take the Bears at plus eight and a half. That's the Magic Eight Ball pick: the Bears plus eight and a half at New England. Wow. Yep. You got it. It doesn't seem like it's uh, the right pick, but I'm telling you, don't question the Magic gate ball. That's right. It's been spot on. For Coach James Dickinson, I'm Clayton Harris. We'll be back Thursday. Have a great week, everybody.